Oh, hey. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we're going to be doing our Ring of Honor Best in the World recap. Uh, Monday Night Reigns, 205 Live, Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali, and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside Podcast. I am your host, as always, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Diego Marajaba. <laughs> <laughs> or how about, hold on, I got another one. No, that was AKA good, AKA Diego Marcadonna. <laughs> Either way, no, I'm good with it, man. I can see you throwing up the bird double time. Like, so, and so to cold. my right, as always, we have two beers. Zach Bowman, what's going on? Uh, two beers, nine toes, man. I think I broke a toe getting drunk last night. So, Which toe was it? Uh, right pinky. Yeah. That, well, I guess the booze probably... Took the took the heat off it a little bit. Probably didn't hurt as bad as it could have. Drunk right? enough to fall, not drunk enough for any kind of. Is numbing. it bruised? Oh, badly. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Swollen. And to That's his good. right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Boo the Heels. It's all good, baby. Been on vacation all week. Got the vacation beard growing in, itching like a motherfucker, but we working it out. You got your LIJ shirt on, <laughs> yeah, which looks pretty badass. Now, we're, we're doing something a little different with my general disdain for anything. WWE this week, I decided we're going to go rogue and go indie wrestling. Now, t-shirt. you don't hate everything WWE, right? This week, there's not much positive to talk about. We're coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in South City, St. Louis, Missouri. We got Sam the Mauler Mall back from, uh, you know, we missed you so bad last week. I was about to say, he was being a Bridezilla for the last two weeks. What, man, I want him to see him around Rich here like that. Rich was a total dick to us last week, too. You know what? I mean, that, that was terrible. He's the worst. That's just Rich just getting yeah, he is the worst. drunk with power. And I understand that. I get that. You know, that big-ass board over there, that looks like some heavy machinery right Absolute there. power yeah, corrupts absolutely. absolutely. That's what they say, right? Oh, we saw it last week. Yeah, so we're letting Sam eat some Jimmy John's over there tonight. He's really the chowing down on it, actually, <laughs> too. I know you can't John's. see it, Jason Bell, but he's getting after it. He's a gargantuan over there. <laughs> And so it begins. Uh, before we get too far into tonight, we're going to remind you of our first sponsor, which is Soul Taco. Soul Taco, baby. Uh, they got places in the U-City Loop. Two food trucks driving around the St. Louis area. Uh, they got a spot in Chicago, Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, Columbia, Missouri. Like I said, the U-City Loop. Chesterfield, Missouri. Is there one I'm forgetting? No, I think I got them all. You said Champagne. Yeah, I did. You said Chesterfield. I did. You said U-City. Go get yourself some Soul Taco, everybody. That is Korean-Mexican fusion food. They have been there. They have been here with BFR since that day one-ish. That's right. So go check them out, man. They got the best, like... We're not lying to you. I know that loyal listeners of the show probably get sick of us saying it, but we are not lying to you. Like nope. it is the best shit in the world. They got Real good. burritos. I had my tacos. GM ask me to bring him a, a burrito. He said he loved it. So I mean, it's not just us. And I haven't been there in the last week, but they do have these new kimchi, kimchi waffle fries. fries <laughs> when I was there on Saturday, I saw like that. It. I was like, oh, sound right up my alley, right up your alley. Go get yourself some Soul Taco. Uh, they're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show, like we said. Uh, yeah, check them out. There's no way that you won't like it. And if you don't like it, send your receipt to Jason Bell, and he will reimburse you out of his <laughs> own pocket. That's, <laughs> that's very nice. Of you. That's the J Bell guarantee. So there without is. further ado, let's get to our three counts. What you got, Jason? First, let's, everybody needs to download the shit out of this episode since I'm going to have to start buying Soul Taco. God forbid if you didn't <laughs> like it. First. No uh, way they're not going to like no, it. No, there's no way. Uh, we're going to go chronological order this week and start with something positive. ROH Best of the World 2018 was on Friday night with the headline being Cody Rhodes versus Marty Skrull versus Dalton Castle. Triple threat for the ROH Championship. Good match where the implication is if Cody Rhodes wins, then he would have to already wrestle Nick Aldis at all in for not only the NWA title, but then the ROH title would have to go on the line as well. So there was implications that way. Nick Aldis was at ringside, which somehow I I guess I was just really not paying attention, but he snuck down ringside to 
interject into the match. <laughs> they didn't say I'm not, it. I'm not paying attention, man. <laughs> they did say he came out. I, I rewinded. I rewinded like three times. They never announced him. They never announced. They never announced that he was coming out. Like the ring announcer never said, "Well, here's Nick Aldis." I'm just saying. But I they know showed the him g- was sitting there with the belt. Okay, but it was just so quiet. Next thing you know, I, I looked up. I'm like, well, "What the fuck?" Uh, yeah. okay. I know what not paying attention is code for in Jay Bell's world. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> not paying attention. There's Nick Aldis. So <laughs> Nick Aldis is at ringside. You got a, the triple threat going on. Decent triple threat. Not great because obviously Dalton Castle, for those who don't know, is going through rash of injuries back and hand especially. I think he's got some it leg shit going on. a disc. Uh, fractured lower back, a displaced hip, and a left hand spring, okay. hamstring, and a broken hand. So he's basically the one legged man in the ass kicking contest. That the sounds f- like me after I took my wife's yoga class yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Because I'm, I'm a loving husband. Go okay? shoot some I'm fireworks, support, man. Don't, don't be stretching your I did shit that out. Too. <laughs> I don't know how you did doing some shit like that. Anyway, long story short, Dalton Castle miraculously pulls out a victory in this triple threat after Cody hits Marty Skrull with the crossroads. Dalton Castle being right place, right time. Throws, I'm sorry, throws Cody out of the ring, pins Marty Skrull for the one, two, three, which ultimately kind of surprises me because then only a couple of days later, if I'm not mistaken, within the last 48 hours of Best in the World, Jay Lethal takes the ROH title away from Dalton Castle. Obviously, at this point, Dalton Castle is less than 100%. Not even, I wouldn't even say 75%. They obviously didn't want the title coming going on to Cody or Skrull, though. Like, they wanted to put it on uh, Lethal. I think they wanted to... I think from what I've read, they wanted to keep it away from Cody just in case they had him booked to lose on Saturday in San Francisco against... Um, Shit, Kenny Omega. Yeah, right. so their champ doesn't get pinned because he lost last year. And those, so they don't want to I mean, do it again. And, this and year. while uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor definitely have a handshake deal going, uh, we don't know the particulars of it. But I have to think that they don't know how the other guys are going to book it. I, I would probably think not. But this is if we're going to be kayfabe style for thirty seconds. You want to keep it in a scenario where you have a a strong champion. Okay. That's not kayfabe style. That's the opposite of kayfabe style. <laughs> okay. Well, they're the opposite of kayfabe style. You want to keep it away from Cody Rose because, God forbid, Cody's probably not going to beat Kenny Omega in San Francisco on Saturday night. Chances are slim. You really don't want the ROH champion losing to the New Japan champion because that's going to make your brand look bad. Two years Jay, in a row. Yeah. Jay Lethal is going to be in on the mid card at all in at this point. I'm assuming he'll be champion up until September. From that point, you could have him wrestle uh, Matt Taven if you wanted to do it. You could do a one-on-one with Mari Skrull. You could do Adam Page. There's plenty of options to go with Jay Lethal. Plus, he's the longest reigning ROH champion of all time. Upon retrospect, it didn't make sense when Marty Skrull, or, I'm sorry, when Dalton Castle won on Friday. Now it makes sense because now you can see the big picture. You can see the whole thing going on. So, Tubier, you watched the whole thing. Uh, thoughts on that match and the uh, pay-per-view in general? Yeah, I mean, I love Castle, and uh, I even though I thought he was there to drop the title because of those myriad of injuries that we talked about, uh, like you said, in retrospect, it definitely makes sense. Uh, that was a good match. Uh, definitely couldn't follow the match before it, though, which was uh, Young Bucks versus Briscoes. Mm. Got the IWGP champs, tag champs versus the match ROH match tag the champs. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they, they've wrestled a bunch, and I mean, I haven't seen all of them, but I feel like that was the best one that I've seen of the times that I've seen them wrestle. I'll just say this, and and maybe this is just me being WWE negative, but it's good to see a good tag team match. And I'll, and I don't care where it is, whether it's New Japan or it's ROH or, you know, East Buttfuck, you know, pro wrestling illustrated. To me, it's good to see it. <laughs> it's good to see good tag team matches where you have tandem moves. You got a good storyline behind it. Obviously, in this case, the Bucks versus the Briscoes. I mean, it's it's a long term ROH feud where the you know when the Bucks were you know real skinny and they were just you know some 
skinny kids that seemed like they had no business in the ring 10 years later. They're the highest thing on professional wrestling itself. So you had that going with it. To me, it's just good to see somebody that actually cares about tag team wrestling versus it being the ultimate afterthought. Oh, we don't have anything to do. Well, let's make them a tag team and we slap it together. And then eventually split them up so that they can become singles competitors. Right. Uh, Jason, uh, we got your. We got the results of your blood test back. Uh, please have a seat. Uh, I'm gonna take a look here. Well, it's good news. It says you're WWE negative. <laughs> yes. Uh, now we need to have like a, a Maury Povich, you know, where your little boys running around high five the crowd. Now on your way out, tell your friend Bill to come in. <laughs> Uh, Bill, I regret to inform you, you are WWE positive. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Holy shit, I need to get my affairs in order. No shit. No, it's just, like I said, man, it's 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 dip, it's a breath of fresh hair. <laughs> See, I can make fun good. of myself. That's good. That's fucking autocorrect. Um, no, it's just good to see good tag team wrestling. Even the, uh, the six-man tag at the beginning of the show where it was... Uh, Lij versus the Kingdom. It wasn't the best tag team match I've ever seen in the world. It was sloppy at points, but it was still entertaining. And that's really ultimately all I asked for. A makes sense. B entertain me, and C tell a good story. Not in that order. If you can do those three things nine times out of ten, I won't say shit. Uh, I watched the highlights of the ROH uh, Best in the World. I didn't get a chance to watch it all because I had a bunch of shit going on. Doing that um, yoga. The thing about the ROH pay-per-views is that they're so goddamn long. How long was this one from front to back? About three hours. I mean, it's not as long as the WWE, but it doesn't have all the production behind it. So if it had the video packages... I mean, had- they've had Best in the World cards that were six hours, though. I mean, the one like a couple years ago was mega long. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Could have been, you know... I watched it uh, was, after the fact. Was time just flying by, and it could have all the margaritas, all the margs. Yeah, yeah. I mean that could have been it. <laughs> but you know, you know, I watched it on Daily Motion. Sorry, guys, didn't uh, didn't support the brand there. But uh, uh, you don't <laughs> have to admit that. You do not have to admit that. You you are allowed to lie into that microphone. Oh yeah, I am. But I'm just saying, whenever I watched it, I think you know, I spent about three hours, and you know, there could have been cuts added to that. You know, yeah. But that's that's so, what I, I agree with two beer on this one. If I could sit through. A four-hour money in the bank. I could easily sit through three hours of ROH. Um, who are we, you guys, personally, who are you better with as champ? Dalton Castle or Jay Lethal? A healthy Dalton Castle. Absolutely, because his gimmick's super fresh. I mean, he's not Gold Dust. He's not Velveteen Dream. He's neither one of those. Uh, but he's in that kind of like vein, and it's super refreshing, and it's super fun. Uh, you know, I love his sycophants that follow him around and fan him, and, and yeah. he's just a fucking great worker. That's, that's so funny, those guys that walk around and fan him. Yeah, his injuries have ruined his, his, his reign. He's he's the guy. For me, that's who I want. Between the two, I would agree. There's nothing. There's no disrespect to Jay Lethal. I think he's absolutely amazing. I mean, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. He, he's great in the ring. He's great on the mic. Nothing wrong with it, but everything that Two Beers said, I'll just echo it. It was good to see a stick like Dalton Castle get over, get him to the top, and then just unfortunately, you know, this is the bad part about wrestling. Guys get hurt. I mean, it's scripted as hell, but, you know, guys get hurt. And that'll bring us to our two counts. Two beers, Zach, what you got? We got Monday Night Rain. Monday Night Rain. <laughs> I came up with that, by the way. Thank you. Bill's favorite show. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I love it. <laughs> So we got, uh, as one of our uh, beefer friends uh, said, like a Days of Our Lives kind of video package at the beginning of Raw, which was fucking weird. Shout out Big Eze, my brother. And the whole thing was just to set up like what was going to happen with Roman Reigns that, that night. That's all it was. It was showing his feud with Lashley, like his, you know, getting pinned by the Revival, all setting up for... A lot of Roman Reigns in this Monday Night Raw. So oh, yes, a lot of Roman Reigns. We had when it started off with a another promo between him and Lashley. Uh, uh, no, it started off with Roman Reigns, and then Ziggler and McIntyre came in, and then uh, Seth Rollins made the save this time on Reigns. Reigns couldn't even be bothered to thank him. But, <laughs> I mean, go ahead. No, no I would say just quick sidebar on that, and then Two Beer, you can take back over. 
I guess they're trying to go a different route with Roman Reigns this time and make him the quote-unquote cool heel. Okay, I see that. The opening segment, his promo was heelish. You're going to call Bobby Lashley Bob. Okay, that's condescending. You need your ass beat for calling me Bob first and foremost. I'm an MMA guy. You're a professional wrestler. Okay, as much as you you get physical, as Bobby Lashley, I can fuck you up at the drop of a hat. Don't get it twisted. So they're trying to be doing a personality change, but then still ingratiate themselves to everybody else, the kids. So, well, the week before, Seth Rollins was getting beat up. Who makes the save? Roman Reigns. So they're trying right, which to... Which is not the... Which makes him not the cool heel. He's not a heel. Then he's not a heel. I know. Okay? You can't... Ultimately, you can't have it both ways. He's got to be one or the other. You have got to get off the fence with Roman Reigns because that's what people... That's what people looks, don't want. Looks like uh, my blood test results were a little <laughs> off. Turns out I'm WWE negative too. So uh, no. Yes. This is. I mean, this is how many guys we have tied up right now to do Roman Reigns' story. We have Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, and the Revival, and Bobby Lashley are all there to serve the Roman Reigns storyline. That's. I mean. All of their effort, the entire effort of a three-hour show with a massive, uber-talented... Where's Elias? Where's Bobby? Uh, he, was, he was only by the backstage. Yeah. Okay, but that's that. That's what I'm reduced to. I get an hour I'm talking about of an uber-talented roster of people, men and women. Amen. And you have seven different guys that are all focused on making the Roman Reigns angle get over. Guess what? He's not getting over as a face any time. No. They can't do it. No. It's infuriating. (laughs) Almost as infuriating as Zach's tweet to me the other day when I woke up. (laughs) It said, uh, Bill's not interesting just because he hates something that's popular. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) What I think we were saying is it it shouldn't take seven guys to ultimately get this storyline. I mean, how convoluted is this shit now with all these guys into it? All those guys I just named and Kurt Angle. Yeah. Who who like every single every single scene he's in or backstage thing he's in has to do with Roman Reigns. I mean, nobody looks good. I mean, it isn't going to do anything for Lashley. Uh this whole angle that they're going at it. I would with- say I would argue it might be doing something for the revival. That's yeah, what people are saying, and they're yeah. and they're, 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 win. they're on the TV. They've, They've gotten two wins. wins, okay, and they're in the ring with. Okay, Roman but Reigns. then a month from now, the revival are going to disappear, like the I mean, people I mean, in the end of a certain movie that I'm not going to spoil because God forbid you should have seen it by now. Maybe not. Go ahead, I, <laughs> I cut you off though. I'm glad I don't know what movie you're talking about. Um, yeah. It, it just it doesn't do anything for anybody. Yeah, you could make a point for the revival, but Reigns isn't coming across good either, as you said, because they don't face him one way or another. And you got him, you know, kind of poking Bobby Lashley, calling him Bob. Uh, you got him backstage, uh, you know, asking for more time, more more matches, more opportunities, uh, and it's just a rehash. And we're like, we're all uh, totally sick of it. Uh, if real quick, if ahead. Reigns was putting on. Good quality matches, and that's what you wanted to do because he's capable of that. If you want to put him on TV and have two matches that, I mean, both those matches ended in DQ finishes. I know. Like, well, no, the neither uh, one no, of it was the satisfying. The revival, no, the revival, revival, the revival one didn't. Pin. No, it was, they no, they he, came in. It was two on one because Lashley left, and then they fucking came out and he attacked no, him. Reigns refused to tag Lashley in, and then they ended up beating him clean. The, first, they two on one the, the original, the Drew McIntyre. You know what? You might be no, right. They no. two on, there was a two-on-one advantage, and then they double-teamed him for a DQ. That's how I saw yeah, it. Yeah, he might be right. It doesn't matter. I mean, Which it's is do- dumb. It's dumb. I know. It, you're giving me this dumb, look. It's but, the but, stupidest thing ever. But Reigns took the shatter machine at 8 o'clock Central Time. Which is their, which is the revivals double, or their double finisher. Great you know? finisher. It's a great finisher. It looks, it looks. No, I love it. They th- he takes a shatter machine and then he comes out an hour later to face the revival again, 
And while the announcers are saying, oh, he's, yo, he's hurting in the ribs, he's hurting in the ribs, Roman Reigns never, I, I mean, just give me a little bit of a limp or a gimp when you're walking down the ramp. And everybody was look- like, oh, Seth Rollins doesn't sell. Seth Rollins doesn't sell. You know what? That's what I hate about Roman Reigns' fucking fans. You can't have it both ways. You fucking can't have it both ways. Who says that Seth Rollins doesn't sell? Oh, there's plenty of people that, 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 yeah, that I see it all the fucking time. Seth Rollins can't sell. Seth Rollins ain't this. When he had Seth the Rollins ain't that. Whenever he was like, when he had that knee injury, right. that's whenever it came around because he didn't sell the knee all the time. Okay, so so Roman Reigns takes a finisher. He just bounces right back up because I got this little cute little green chest protector. Yo, I'm good. I'm 40, straight. 45 minutes later. Fuck that shit. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay, you can't yeah. have it both fucking talking. ways. Yeah. Okay, the bottom line is, is that they're back. doing go. every fucking thing in the world to get Roman Reigns over, and it still ain't working. You can easily just streamline this shit and take a lot of the exterior bullshit. Drew McIntyre doesn't need to be involved in this. You Dolph right. Ziggler don't need to be involved in this. Go. The Revival don't need to be involved in this. Seth Rollins don't need to be involved Hell in this. Yeah. Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, That is easy. You could have just taken this, built it it up, fed Bobby Lashley to Roman Reigns so that Roman Reigns could go on to Brock Lesnar. Hopefully he loses to Brock Lesnar again because I'm so fucking mad because I want to see Roman Reigns fucking lovers crying their fucking milk again. Everybody's all like, oh, oh, Bobby, oh, he should be the uncrowned champ because he beat uh, Lesnar in uh, Grand Royal Rumble. Everybody seems to forget that he lost Queen at WrestleMania. He shouldn't even be having this chance. And then you gave it to him like two weeks later and Vince fucked it up again. (laughs) Get off his nuts. He shouldn't be wrestling for the title. Oh. I wouldn't be able to say it better than that. I, I think really that brings can't. us to our three count. <laughs> I guess it'll bring us to our three count. I could have talked about that a little bit more. Ooh, how do you say uh, that? The three count. <laughs> <laughs> three count is uh, we're going to talk about one particular match that we had this week that was the best match in WWE, I'd say, for the week, which was Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. And we can parlay that into a discussion of 205 Live, which has kind of quietly emerged as the wrestling show when you're talking about WWE. And I'm not talking about UK specials or anything like that. Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali uh, brought the house down in front of a pretty nonchalant crowd. Typical for 205 Live. And, Typical and for 205 Live. Man, I mean, it's because it's after SmackDown. The people are there to see the stars and then they stay afterwards because they're going to watch, because they pay for the ticket and it's a night then, out with the family. Then don't stay. I mean, if you're going to be like that, I'd rather no, you just go home. If you're a family of four, though, and you spent. $60 on every ticket, you're going to stay and watch everything that you can watch. I mean, you already bought the Dr. Peppers, but I mean, <laughs> that's true. Buddy, Mur- Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. Buddy Murphy, obviously he's Mustafa Ali is no joke, and he's been um, kind of an under-the-radar stud on 205 Live for a while. Uh, he uh, he's tra- not under the radar anymore. He trained, uh, helped train friend Paco. of the show, Paco Gonzalez. Uh, he had a killer match. Just a great match against Buddy Murphy. It's one of those where, like I've been saying multiple times, if you can just if you just want to go straight to the main event and just see a good WWE produced wrestling match, by all means, knock yourself out. Two hundred five live. Yeah, each episode is only about forty five minutes. Yeah, and and for a good, I've knocked it for a while when uh, when Enzo was the uh, the HNIC there for a while, but ultimately we've gotten him off of that by his own doing or whatever the case may be. And now we've actually kind of, you can kind of see things kind of forming a little bit. You got Cedric Alexander, you got Drew uh, Gulak, you got Buddy Murphy, you got Mustafa Ali, the next tier down that you're going to see uh, Hideo Itami. Obviously, he's going to be wrestling. uh, Man, that's weird to call Hideo Itami a a notch down from those guys because Hideo Tommy's probably got the most experience of any of those guys. Unfortunately, you know that this is just the the current WWE way. I mean, yeah. they're giving him a they're giving him a push. He there's a thing with Pro Wrestling Noah partnership with Pro Wrestling Noah and Tommy's headlining in Japan. So I mean, it's not anything that we see, but at least they recognize it. Uh, they just don't really have anything for him right just now. An, I, well, mean, I mean, I think it only goes to to remind you that WWE talent is just an embarrassment of riches. 
Oh yeah, like it's they have so many guys, and there's already too much programming. But they fill so goddamn much of it up with Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was about to say where everybody's venting today, but no, like Leo Rush and uh, Tozawa's getting ready to start a program. You see things kind of moving in a positive direction, and that's what I like about Two Hundred Five Live. It's it's only forty five minutes, but we not everybody's gonna get on screen but if you aren't on screen like drew gulak wasn't on screen this week noam dar came on and and defeated tjp that's fine you'll bring tjp back at some point drew gulak will come back i assume that cedric alexander will beat hideo and tommy then you would have more options drew gulak being the next yeah i love drew gulak i'll 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 go first and then i'll open it up to the room if if i could do one thing to fix 205 live it would be to put it at full sale where NXT is taped. I would have them record in, record their TV episodes in front of a hungry crowd that enjoys watching guys fake fight for 15 to 18 minutes at a time. And I think that 205 Live struggles because it's in front of a dead crowd that just watched SmackDown, just watched the dark match of SmackDown, just expended all their energy yelling for Rusev Day or AJ or Daniel Bryan or whatever. And then they then they watch these guys that they don't really know very much. Whereas and it's if, ten o'clock, they've been working. It's the beginning of the week. They've been yeah, working all day. It's time to go to bed. Yeah. And they usually have to go find their car and their find their parking spot and then drive back thirty to forty five minutes to wherever they live. If you put it full sale in front of a smarky crowd, that a full sale crowd would have gone crazy for Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. Oh, would yeah, have gone nuts. They would have been chanting stuff. Oh yeah, they'd lost. So it. besides that, is there something else that you'd fix? I uh, maybe putting it if if you're not going to do that, which I mean I think that's a good solution. The full sale crowd kind of tries to put itself over pretty often, but at least they're fans of wrestling and they love good wrestling matches and they would put those matches over yeah they get into it yeah the only thing i could think if they're gonna keep running this production schedule and who knows if they will with this fox deal you know in 2019 is to put it before smackdown like yeah to where the crowd's fresh that would be way different and then and your, your production's the same your schedule's the same your travel's the same all you got to do is just flip-flop them that's seems easy to me jcb I agree with both. The The only reason I would disagree with going to full sale is that means that everybody that wrestles has to kind of move to Florida. Orlando, I guess. Is that where it is? Yeah. It's yeah okay. So th- I think that's the biggest problem with that. I don't necessarily, I'm not a huge fan of uprooting t- families if you absolutely don't have to. But there's worse places to move to, to in uh, St. Louis than Oh, St. Louis in the United States that is not Orlando. That being said, if St. Louis it, is basically a country, though. Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, if it was me, I would be like two beer. I would move it beforehand and use it that way. So that way you do have the fresh crowd. Full Sail is the more energetic, vibrant crowd. It's more of an indie type crowd. And like I said, it makes sense. I just think it, you would have to uproot families to make it work and that's my biggest problem with that if you didn't have to do that then i would be totally no, historically God, you speaking you don't why would to... jcb be against uprooting families yeah he doesn't want to separate families but a libtard <laughs> <laughs> god forbid you know the oversexed black guy is looking for looking out for families this oh week. my god and that'll do it for our three counts and uh, we're going to let you know about our second sponsor tonight. That's JJ Twigs on Southampton. I'm going to be there maybe Saturday, definitely Sunday, because there's going to be some World Cup games, and Jason and I have some money on this yeah, World I was Cup, just, I was don't we? Say, yeah, I was Ooh, about to say, tomorrow is my t- big day. Tons of money on this. Jason and I have a bet with two other guys. But, hey, I'm going to be eat- I'm gonna be there eating pizzas. Um I know I always talk about the Super Mario. Check. And I talk about the Chow Bella. Check. But I don't I usually leave the gravy train out of it. And the gravy train's got Chicago style Italian beef with Giardinera. And if you guys like your Giardinera like I do on a pizza, which is your pickled peppers and well, just basically peppers, right? Pickled peppers, yeah. Yeah. That's uh carrots, a, maybe. that's a yeah, carrots too. Yeah, that's a delicious effing pizza. And I recommend that you guys go to JJ Twigs in Southampton. It's about 
I don't know, two and a half miles from two and a half miles south of Forest Park, I'd say, is something like that. It's uh, a little side, south of Eichelberger. Mm-hmm. You might see me there. I'll buy you a drink if you see me there. Hell, um, you might see me there. I, I, I think I almost got invited. <laughs> nah, no, actually, no. I'm going so. to be hanging out with uh, I'm going to be hanging out with Jones. Like you're not invited. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm I, not I'll probably it. get the rise and shine again because I like that breakfast pizza so much. But. Um, if you get a hold of me or get a hold of us on Twitter or on Facebook, that's at BFR Pod, at BFR JCB, at BFR Zach with an H, at BFR Bill on Instagram, it's at BFR Pod. And on Facebook, it's Banned from Ringside Podcast and Friends of BFR. Please join. We have a lot of fun on those forums, especially when live events are going on, especially before I get too uh, drunk as the night goes on. Mysteriously just, disappears from I, WrestleMania. Yeah, usually I just give up. I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm not getting on Twitter <laughs> Where the anymore. Fuck is Bill? It's WrestleMania. But if you get a hold of us on one of those platforms, I will. I will mail you gift card a gift card to JJ Twigs. They have given us gift cards that exclusively for uh, friends of Band from Ringside. So. Let us know if you go there. Tell them the BFR sent you. Don't get this free money, player. Friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. This is banned from ringside. All right, we're going to do some odds and ends right now. Uh, Two Beer just brought up an interesting interview that Daniel Bryan did this week talking about uh, does he see a future match with The Miz, and Daniel Bryan's response was... Uh, yeah, it was about uh, Daniel Bryan and Miz maybe having a, uh, what do you call it? A, Jesus Christ. A program? What is the word? Program. That's the word. I kept wanting yeah. to say promo. Having a promo or a program <laughs> leading to <laughs> WrestleMania. And uh, Daniel Bryan says what we are all thinking, which is, yeah, that would be great. Uh, but what have you seen in the past few years that shows you that WWE is even capable of that kind of storytelling? Uh, so oh, definitely. I mean. Okay, so let's let's take that challenge. When's the last time they told a story that was over a year? I would say that they that the AJ Styles Johns and I'm playing devil's advocate because obviously Daniel Bryan's right. They they're bad at long term story, storytelling. Glad to see your WWE negative is still WWE yeah, right. negative. Ooh, God, well, <laughs> we'll check it, we'll check again next week. <laughs> Should have wrapped that joke up. But um, I would say that the John Cena AJ Styles story was told over a long time. But that when I say long time, that was probably only like seven months, and a lot of that had to do with John Cena not being there all the time. It was seven months because it was a uh, like SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. Summer Slam the main. What about um, Shane KO? I was about to say the headbutt heard around the world was part of the beefers. They still haven't paid it off though. I mean, they yeah. The feud part was it. It took up a lot of time, but it wasn't lengthy. It it didn't. Got to, they, I, we never got to a logical conclusion. Like the. Shane well, jumped K- off the cell, and that was the end of it. K- yeah, KO's, well, no, KO's still never, as a heel, the heel needs to pay. KO's still never paid for headbutting Vince McMahon in the head and getting color on him. We still haven't even gotten there. No. So we maybe it's about, still in progress. Oh, I remember a really good story they told that was a long one. Uh, the anonymous GM. <laughs> oh, that's right. They told off a couple years later with Hornswoggle underneath the uh, Hornswoggle. I just, just want to come over this table right now. <laughs> Why? God, you know that shit pisses me off. You know that shit pisses me what, off. That was like one of the GM? worst storylines in WWE history. What about, Hornswoggle's the Oh, payoff. wait, wait, wait. I forgot about uh, when Kevin Nash received that text message. Oh, that's right. It got paid off with... I texted myself, yeah. which could be could be the worst line in WWE history. Yeah, it, yeah. it ranks. It so Daniel Bryan's kind of right, but God, I he's think more than kind of right. I think Daniel he's Bryan right. also might be working the crowd, though. Like Daniel Bryan, oh, I could see that. Might might have talked to Vince and Michael P.S. Hayes, and might have said, "This is my idea for a eight month or nine month or year long story between me and the Miz to culminate at WrestleMania. And like I said last week, Miz versus Daniel Bryan is the WrestleMania match that I want to see next year. Yeah, and it's funny because we were kind of praising it last week because they teased it and they didn't really give it to us. And I was like, Yeah, this is like, you know, going on, you know, long and it's like maybe they're doing it. Maybe and then Bryan comes out and just totally discredits it. Uh which is funny because people would, would Seems use Seems like a work. Yeah, they would use Bryan as an example with his title run, but that was not intentional. It was just a bunch of shit all falling together. Right. But he was also the guy that it came out after his title run to where one time they, they kept him off like they knew that he was building up all this momentum 
and they had him playing for some bullshit match on a Raw, and he goes, how about you keep me off of Raw completely this week just to get him that much more fired up to see me come back in, and WWE did it. Like, Vince took his advice, and they just kept him on off TV. This was after the, the Royal Rumble debacle when... Mysterio came in and everybody was expecting Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan right, definitely. Mysterio. Daniel Bryan really. I mean, he's got a mind for this stuff. Like he he knows and he doesn't mind. He knows that the fans are wanting him. That him not showing up on TV one week will mean that the the response will be more rabid uh, than it would have been. And I didn't think about it until we just started talking about. It. But yeah, Daniel Bryan's probably trying to work us. I, but I mean. Uh, then look, consider me work, because I mean, he there's should, nothing you can tell me right now. He shot himself into a work <laughs> instead of working himself into a shoot. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, look, God bless the court. I am not mad at him. He told the truth. I don't have any kind of faith in creative at this point. There's really two main storylines that are going on right now. It's Roman Reigns and there's everybody else. Yeah, well, not. Nah, I mean, that's not completely true, but okay. oh, I, I see what, what you're saying. Oh, Ronda Rousey? Okay. No, KO and Braun have a weird thing going and have mm. had a little weird thing we, going. We, we, really? Porter Potty? We can bring Porter up the Potty. Porter Potty. You're going to have one of the best miserable. heels on your fucking roster being taped up in a Porter Potty, and that's supposed to be entertaining. Listen, when I was, Fuck out of here, man. Listen, when I was watching it, I you've been a wrestling fan long enough. When I was watching it, I was like, man, this is really dumb. This is really dumb. He hid in the porta potty, and then Braun Strowman wrapped him up, duct taped the porta potty, drug it all the way into the arena, and then pushed it off the stage about six feet with Kevin Owens still in it. And I was thinking, man, this is really dumb. But I was also thinking, in ten years, when they do like the best of the last ten <laughs> years of Raw, and they show Braun Strowman pushing Kevin Owens off the stage in the porta potty, I'm going to be like. Yeah, that was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, come on. It's I mean, that's you have to embrace. You have to embrace what wrestling no, no. is. It, okay, it is okay, absurd. Okay, all right. What'd you say? Wrestling. This is sports entertainment, that's what it is. and that's the difference. Oh, if you're no, going to no, be no. sports I mean, entertainment, that's fine. Been, no, no, even no, the wrestling no, stuff has no. always been dumb, dude. It's okay, just fake fighting. But that's that's WWE. Okay, they want to make it almost over the top. And in this case, over the top. Okay, that's juvenile toilet humor. And that's great. If you like that shit, more power to you. It's the difference between wrestling and sports entertainment. Jason likes wrestling. Oh, there's not there's not room in your heart for all of it? Though there's room, but at least if you're going to do some shit like like this, no, if you're going to do some shit like this, at least be entertaining. That's all I fucking ask. I love racist jokes like the next person. Blazing Sales is one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. You know why it's fucking, why it's one of my favorite fucking movies? Because it's fucking funny. The jokes fucking work. This shit? This is how you going to do Kevin Owens? Come on, man. Oh, I don't think that's burying Kevin Owens at all, man. They're just Are you jerk- serious? They're just really? jerking around. They're having- wow. man, they put on the show and, every and, week. And you wonder why you can't get credible anything. Wait, you think that's burying Kevin Owens? It's not making him look good. He's now, does pro- it? He's in a pro- How are you going to think when they wrestle in two he's a, weeks? He's a chicken shit heel in a program with the guy that they're putting over. How are you going to think you're going to wrestle in two weeks and say, oh, it's Braun versus KO? Oh, well, then who are you going to pick? Oh, I don't know. Your drunk ass will pick KO because it's good fucking pie. Otherwise, <laughs> If you actually look at the shit, you would oh understand that they're fucking Kevin Owens over again. Uh, what I mean, th- here's here's why Kevin Owen, Owens works. It's not because he's a chicken shit. He is like the straight man, and everyone else is so absurd. Like he's explaining, he's right all no, of the time. Yeah, he's like he's like. Uh, uh, Jason Bateman's character in Arrested Development, yeah. or like, uh, like, or uh, Seinfeld in Seinfeld. Like, there's absurdity all around him. Or like he's, Ted Danson in Cheers. Like, yeah. he's the straight guy in the midst of all this chaos who also can act goofy every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a perfect point, Two Beer. Thank you very much. That's great. Don't be crying. Either one of you, especially you, Mr. KO fan, I want to hear you crying at any point the rest of this 2018 calendar year about, Listen, oh, they're not using I'm KO a, right. I'm they're a, not using KO right. When you fucking devalue him on national TV in never, a fucking porta potty. I wasn't a fan of the porta potty thing. You saw, you said I it on Twitter. As soon as you saw that, you knew, you knew it, it was, was going to come back because at it, some point it was going to come back. Check off porta potty. Uh, yeah, check off gun. Check off porta potty. Yeah. Come Absolutely. on, man. That's all I'm saying. But. 
but I mean, they have to put on a show every single week, and they have to put on pay per views. Like if you if you could drag down in the minutia, like you can't see the forest for the trees, man. It's like it's a show every single week. Kevin, they can make Kevin Owens look good again in two months. They can bring Vince McMahon back. Okay. You will have forgotten about the poor potty, Shit. and he can never. headbutt Vince McMahon again. <laughs> never. I will never forget about the poor. Such a weird thing to get angry about. Because you fucking up a good fucking talent. That's why I'm mad. This is banned from ringside. Uh, but so this kind of parlays into what I know. I've said parlay a lot tonight. This kind of moves this into the in them. This is kind of moves to what I was talking about about the ridiculousness of pro wrestling. I liked the backstage segment where Team Hell No, Daniel Bryan and Kane were talking to each other. And Kane says, I think of you like a brother. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And Daniel Bryan says, you set your brother on fire. fire. Which is That's fucking funny. I know, but that's that's a recall to one of the most ridiculous storylines in WWE. They did the WWE two things. History. Okay. They, they at least made the connection and not play us for suckers like we don't remember what's happened in the past. I know. You all, did that, all of your objections, it was funny. All of your objections last week to uh, Team Hell No reuniting were assuaged this week. And I laughed. By, okay, and I I'm laughed good. my ass off. It was okay. good. So there was, uh, I'm going to go H WWE positive and WWE negative here. There were two moments of comedy, one good and one bad, and then, and then a third one that combined both. Um, the first one that I thought was good, but they might be beating it into the ground. Let me ask you this. Who does a better impression? Bo Dallas of Bray Wyatt? Or Curtis Axel of Matt Hardy because I mean, they're tough. both pretty good. It's tough, but I think uh, Dallas gets it just because he actually looks like him, and you know they're they're blood relatives. So I think he's gonna get the edge. I agree. I was about to say, but it's just I almost the fake beard mustache, the whole shebang, it really, really, really looks like Bray Wyatt. They are beating it into the ground. I would but there's suspect, no place to go. I would suspect probably because Vince is back there laughing his ass off. Vince, prob- plus, Vince probably thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. That's and, a, yeah. And, you know, Bray Wyatt apparently getting pulled over or whatever didn't hurt them or help the matter or anything. I mean, shit. You I know, know, I like a three-car pileup. I Jesus certainly Christ. do... I certainly do appreciate Curtis Axel's Matt Hardy impression, though. I think it's, it's good. I think it's, it's good. really good. Bo Dallas is better. That's that's a good, those that's an example of good WWE comedy. An example of bad WWE comedy is the, where the counseling segments this week with Sasha Banks and Bailey, which were fucking dreadful. It's like the reason that those counseling segments with Doctor Shelby. Shelby I want to say Stewart with Dr. Shelby. The reason those worked with Daniel Bryan and Kane is because both those guys could do comedy and they were already such an odd couple that like it made sense. And they were, they were comedy the whole way. Even they were, even when they were kicking ass, like I'm the tag team champion, I'm the tag team champion thoughts on the counseling segments with Sasha. And yeah. Bailey. I feel like during the brainstorming session to bring back team hell. No, they just said, Oh yeah. And remember Dr. Shelby, we could use him for Bailey and Sasha. And they're just like, oh yeah, done. When really those guys, those two women should have a blood feud at this point. That's like, what it should be. They should not be trying to kiss and make up unless this eventually turns into uh, Raw and SmackDown eventually having women's tag team titles, and they're working towards bringing them together to actually be, you know, tag team. You know, I could see that, but it shouldn't be happening. They should work it out <laughs> in the ring. Christ, this is. Fu- go ahead, I'm not go agreeing ahead, with the counseling. I think it's 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 awful. I'm just saying that that's could be a justification. It's a miserable segment. Yeah. I mean, it came off poorly. I know exactly what you're saying. Especially, I know exactly what you're saying. especially because it was done outside of the studio, you know, outside of the arena. So there was no fan reaction. It was just miserable. Right. And what's the end game if there is no tag teams? What's the end game that they just continue to hate each other? Or that they make up exactly. Again? Like that's it's, why it's, it's terrible. They should have a blood feud. JC Helena Cell's coming up. Why not? Just fucking work the program. Because they, they, WWE likes to be cute. That's an and- AA saying. Let's <laughs> <laughs> work the program. <laughs> so many jokes, so little time. Um, I just think that WWE is trying to, trying to outthink themselves. Vince thinks this it worked the first time, so it can work this time. And it and like Bill said, it's this is two totally different things. It's apples and oranges. You had literally two people in Kane and Daniel Bryan that couldn't be more opposite versus BFFs that couldn't be 
more similar in this case. You, if you would have just stuck to the NXT script and had Sasha be heel and stay heel, and you have Becky, or I'm sorry, Bailey be face and stay face, now it really works. But now you, it's gotten kind kind of alluded. Here's your all shades of gray. Doctor Shelby's gotten in. Now it's going to apparently go on for a few more weeks because they trademarked this shit. So I mean, it's not going anywhere. So I, I, it's it took everything away from Bailey jumping Sasha a week ago. Totally agree. And um, maybe my favorite moment of WWE this week uh, was bad comedy, which was the new day with their pancake oh, eating Jesus contest. Christ. But then Sandy comes in. That's and whoops what should have happened the first week. Is that's how Sandy should have showed up? Yeah, exactly. Just show up out of nowhere, and kick ass, and kick ass. And that was a brutal, uh, brutal beatdown that yeah. they put on Xavier Woods. It really was. No, it's, it's they should have never had a match. The only the, the first match they should have had, which should have been on pay per view at Extreme Rules, they should have, and then they should have still won that. They should have came in after this month layoff or six weeks, however long it was, come in and. and not bludgeon brothers, everybody. Like you wreck all the tag teams, but just have them beat down the new day for three, four weeks. Set up the pay per view match. Have them go over at the pay per view. Uh, a couple quick hits. Um, we had the battle of the sexes: Ellsworth versus Oscar. Thoughts on that? Anybody? It ended a DQ and or a double count out, I should say. And next week we're having a lumberjack match with all the women in Ellsworth. I mean, it was just silly. Uh, it's going to be silly. Uh, what's his name? Ellsworth, uh, you know, just sold comedy. Uh, Carmella looked real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of comedy. Those high-waisted oh, pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sports entertainment, that's all I can say on they that. They do a good job with her because it's really hard to uh, hate a chick that looks that good. And yeah, I fuck could, you like you hate her. Like, yeah. she's a good heel. No, she's a good heel. And that's what the heels are, spo- are supposed to make you do. They're supposed to make you hate her. Uh, another one. I, I know this is the second week in a row. I've mentioned it. Uh, Mojo Rawley is doing good work, man. He is. He's a good cut, promo. Yeah, he's a good promo, and he's intense. He beat the shit out of No Way Jose in an intense fashion. Although, like, I, I don't know how Mojo Rawley has such clout with uh, creative in the sense that uh, he can just call when he's gonna fucking work and when he's not because he's like, nah, I'm not wrestling tonight. Like, meanwhile, you got fucking Kurt Angle out there saying you're wrestling two matches tonight, Roman Reigns. Like, you know, just like no, Mojo, Roman Reigns it. needs Mojo Rawley's agent. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying I've got it figured out. Man, yeah. you rolled your eyes at me, J. Bill. Do you really not think Mojo's doing good work? No. He's a good promo. Whatever. Zach. I think here's the thing. What Jason's that? suffering from creative and not looking objectively at the talent as much. Are you right? right. Like, Mojo Rowley's a talent? Are we going to have this argument for I'm the last two I'm not saying he's like a this? superstar, but I'm just saying like he's oh, yeah. talented he's a talent. dude. He's a talented dude I that's can, young and that's still you can working the piece out. You can give me, feed me some scripts. I can cut a little promo. Doesn't mean I'm a talent. <laughs> that means I can talk. I don't think you see the talent oh. yourself either, Jason. Oh, I can see the talent in myself. I think maybe we should do some counseling. <laughs> Bring in Shel- <laughs> Shel- Dr. Shelby in here and see, let you see your self-worth. I drink too much, I Man. smoke too much, and I watch way too much porn. All right, that moving is, on. That is a... Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy to me that you are that anti Mojo Raleigh. He does. He does nothing for me. Nothing. Have you watched the last couple? I mean, listen. The guy can only do what's put in front of him, and we always ask for more undercard stories on WWE, and they've given us a solid one over the last three or four weeks with Mojo Raleigh and they've No Way Jose. One match and two promos. What's solid about that? I mean, the promos and the match Fuck were God. solid. <laughs> WWE yeah, negative. Yeah, I was about to say, oh, WWE, you better get that blood test that, again. No, I'm getting the, now, you know what? I just got, I just got <laughs> the test say. back. I need, I need a fourth opinion. This might be inconclusive over there. Uh, I like, I, do you think, so I thought about this one tonight. Do you think that Baron Corbin, for the rest of his career, will have the nickname the Constable? Yeah. Because I could see that sticking with yeah, him for he'll, a long he'll time. He'll never live that down. It, even if they... Constable Corbin. Live it down. He should be living it up, man. That's God, good. It's horrible. No, no, it's good. Oh, God, my God. You're such a hater. Uh, they have reheated uh, Authors of Pain successfully, I would say. The, those guys, they Just had good fun enhancement squash matches. Yeah, they got past the uh, visa issues and they squashed Titus Worldwide this week. I still think that Apollo Crews is a mega talented dude. I wish they'd put him on 205 Live. Or maybe they should put him in a feud with, uh, you know, Mojo Rowley. They could put him in a few with Mojo Rowley. Yeah, that because would be that's great. working so well for Finn Balor right now. They're having a monster Twitter war. Oh, my 
gosh, you are. I mean, you about Finn and uh, you walked in and Corbin? you walked into the studio tonight in a good mood, and when you you got on that Roman Reigns anti, no, what did I say? On, what did I say? You've been in a bad mood ever since. What did I say? What did I say at the beginning? I was anti WWE. Heads are wearing. You were in a good mood, though. I was still in a good mood. Don't get me wrong. I don't wrong. think that's Budweiser in there. I think that's like that pink goo from Ghostbusters too. He's like drinking it, and he's just all negative. Oh man, we're almost out of time. Uh, Aiden English and AJ had a decent match. They're trying to put Rusev over as a pure heel, which I think is the total wrong move. And you know yeah. why that's not going to work? Because you fucked him up too many times like you fucked everybody else up too many times. But yeah, it's okay, KO. Don't worry about it. We're going to get you out that porky pie and get you back up to the top. <laughs> Can we we got to leave this on a positive note before we do. So I'll be quiet. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up for the rest. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. This is banned from ringside. All right, that was perfect. So uh, we got some birthdays this week. Uh, uh, this will put you in a good mood, JCB. Oh, yeah. uh, one of your favorite wrestlers of all time, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby! 29 this week. Lars Sullivan is 30. Uh, Kevin Nash is 59. He should text himself a happy birthday. <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark Marrow is 58. Shelton Benjamin is 43. How old are you? You and Shelton, ben- are you older than Shelton Benjamin? Yes, motherfucker, I'm Holy older than Shelton Benjamin. Gilberg is. How's that gonna put me in a good mood? Gilberg is. <laughs> I was talking about Adam Cole. I know him, but you love Adam Cole. <laughs> I know, but you know, you gonna just take it all back. The guy you're old enough to be his dad. Uh, Gilberg is 59. Tyson Kidd is my age. He's 38. Jeff Cobb is 36. And all three of these guys share the same birthday. We can fuck, marry, kill them. Hurricane Helms is 44. Sami Zayn is 34. And Brock Lesnar is 41. Fuck, marry, kill. Hurricane Helms, Sami Zayn, Brock Lesnar. Oh, I got to marry Sammy. Yeah. That's got to happen. Um, man, I guess. Uh, is it me <laughs> fucking Brock or Brock, Brock fucking me? Oh, Brock's fucking you. <laughs> Do I got to be a bottom okay. on this thing? Brock's fucking you. I'll go with Hurricane and I'll just kill Lester. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mark me up the same way. <laughs> I was going to say, I got to marry Hurricane for the fact he did a great program with The Rock. I'm marrying Sami Zayn. Fucking Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> killing Sami Zayn, killing Sami Zayn. Widow Spider. No. Hey everybody We know there's a bunch of podcasts to listen to So we appreciate you taking the time out to listen to Ours for Shock City Studios Check. For Soul Taco Check. For JJ Twigs on Hampton Check. For Vice Mr. Bo Geesman who Bo helped Geesman. me out with the AKA tonight we Check. have Sam the Muller Mall the Zoom, Two Mr. beers Zach Pullman Jason Cornelius Bell and I'll be I better am next Bill week, I Everybody Hey, boo the heels. Please boo the heels. And when he's up in trouble.